world and prayer network topic focus and integrity part 2 date 30th september 2020 speaker mr charles onoha facilitator miss kelechi lilian ndudi miss kelechi lilian at this time will be taking the conference in it pays to serve Jesus all right after the hymn Kelechi continues we'll be going into tonight's teaching and as God will be helping us it is going to be wonderful let's welcome the minister Mr. Charles Onoha Mr. Charles takes over after a club by the congregation. This club they fear me, and it is not because I am humble. I will tell you wh- why in a minute. Good evening, brothers and sisters. We give thanks to God for yet another gift of life in today. It's a miracle to be alive. Thank you, Jesus. Yesterday, we started off with a sharing on focus, and tonight we'll proceed with integrity. As we are clapping, I looked at these words again. I love him far better than in days of yore. I'll serve him more truly than ever before. I'll do as he beats me, whatever the cost. I'll be a true soldier. I'll die at my post. And I asked myself, How many of us have lied by singing this? How many of us have made promises we won't keep? How many of us are conforming without checking ourselves? If you sang that song without weighing the words, your integrity is questionable. There are some songs I don't sing in church. When the song starts, I begin to beg for mercy instead. My prayer is that our lives will grow to a point that we would not see songs to sing but our lives will become songs in themselves. I'm not a soldier yet and I'm saying I will die at my post. May our words match our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Integrity. Yesterday we looked at focus and I gave us a word to hold on to. The word focus. If you are consistent, the word integrity, consistency. If you are consistent in attention, attraction and activity in the specified direction, what we shared yesterday, you would remain focused. Today we will be looking at integrity and I would also give us a word to focus on. The word for today is commitment. One of the hardest things to do today is to do right. Think right, act right, say right, live right, love right, work right. The singular reason that makes things hard or difficult to do is because they do not happen naturally. Many a time, we have heard the saying, you can't cheat nature. When nature calls, you answer, no displease. When things are natural, you do not need so much effort. You are obligated or inclined to act in that direction. Now this is my point. 
Whatever does not occur naturally has to be worked out, cultivated, imbibed, grown, nurtured, and learned. Having that background, let us see what integrity is. So what is integrity? Integrity is a virtue, a character trait. It is not a naturally occurring trait, and as such, you have to cultivate it. Integrity is not follow-come or imbued. It is intentionally grown and nurtured. Integrity comes from the same Latin root word integer, which means whole number, undivided. A person of integrity is referred to as a whole person. Wherever you are, you are undivided and complete. To be a person of integrity means that whether others are watching or not, you are honest, trustworthy, reliable, and dependable. These words have different connotations. Honest, you can tell the difference between black and white even if you become colorblind. No gray areas, no matter the repercussion. Trustworthy, your principles in God are not negotiable. Confident in truthfulness. Reliable means consistent in performance, excellence, and quality. Dependable means no one needs to know you to assess things right. You can be counted upon. The opposite of focus from yesterday is distraction. And the opposite of integrity here is corruption. If you do not have integrity, then you can as well be called corrupt. That is harsh, right? No, it is not. Lacking integrity a little may look like nothing serious. But nobody wants to be called corrupt, no matter how little the act of corruption is. If you do not have integrity, you are corrupt. How do you identify corrupt people? By their acts. In the workplace, they are involved in eye service and truancy. In research and writing, they are involved in plagiarism. In business, they are involved in breaking copyrights. In production, they are involved in piracy. In sales, they sell fake and substandard items. In governance, they misappropriate funds. In marriage, they involved they involved in extramarital affairs. In academies, they are involved in some practice. Online, they are involved in sharing fake and unconfirmed news. In Christianity, they are involved in preaching and living a fake gospel. And this list goes on. That sounds loud, right? Now, see these ones. You write attendance for someone in, sun in Sunday school. In school, you see emoticons and type things like LOL and you are not laughing, BRB, and you won't return tea tomorrow, or you are chatted up. You keep quiet when you see wrong or ill. You borrow money that is in your custody. It might still seem little, or you are free from them. But see what scripture says. The Bible says, James chapter 4 verse 17. Remember too, that knowing that Remember too that knowing what is right to do and then not doing it is sin. This is the fullest. How do you identify people with integrity? Same answer, by their acts. In the workplace, they are always early 
and faithful no matter what. In research and writing, they go through the stress of being original, even if they are slow. In business, they take permission to use what is not their legal brainchild. In production, they do not claim products as theirs or best. In sales, they sell with guarantees and return time frames. In governance, they are accountable and transparent. In marriage, they are open and committed in every little instance. In academies, they will rather fail than copy or do wrong. Online, they are careful to confirm the truth and would not necessarily share. In Christianity, they are they are they live a life before they preach a message, and this list goes on. What integrity is not? Morals. Knowing the difference between right and wrong is enough to stand out for some for some people. But in the region of integrity, it is just a part of the process, not the whole cake. Obedience to law. A lot of people obey laws because of the personalities, the penalty because of the penalties of doing otherwise. Some people will not obey government or God if there were no repercussions. So being law-abiding should not be mistaken for integrity. Knowing the scriptures and teaching it, knowledge without action puffs up. Many say and teach things, but do not practice. Having a clear understanding of scripture and teaching same is not enough to claim integrity. James chapter 1 verse 22 Do not fool yourself into thinking that you are a listener when you are anything but letting the word go in in one ear and out the other. Act on what you hear. It is by your acts that we can tell your integrity. So do not assume things. Wait until there is an action. You must know, society does not value or encourage integrity. A man of integrity will feel odd more often than not. Living with integrity in this world is a constant daily battle. Integrity means fighting our sin nature without stop. You must know also God has integrity. Integrity is a legacy for posterity. Proverbs 20 verse 7 says, A righteous man who walks in his integrity, how blessed are his sons after him. Integrity leaves a legacy. A righteous man or woman walks in integrity and provides a path for his or her children to follow. How do I grow, cultivate, and imbibe integrity? 1. Abandon anything that gives you a double standard. God has characteristics and also character. God's characteristics include holiness, justice, mercy, righteousness, etc. God's character includes loyal, true, unchanging, faithful. God desires us to be like him. So when we begin to see things in our lives that make us live different from God, it is a double standard, if God is your standard. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 15 talks of Christ. So for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Christ was like us in temptation, but sin not. 
Here is the message version. Now that we know what we have, Jesus, this great high priest with ready access to God, let's not let it slip through our fingers. We don't have a high priest who is out of touch with our reality. He's through he's been through weakness and testing, experienced it all, all but the sin. So let's walk right up to him and get what he is so ready to give. Take the mercy, accept the help. We need help to abandon some things that look right, but they are corruption in disguise. Philippians chapter 1 verse 10. So this is my prayer, that your love will flourish and that you will not only love much but well. Learn to love appropriately. You need to use your head and test your feelings so that your love is sincere and intelligent, not sentimental gush. Live a lover's life, circumspect and exemplary, a life Jesus will be proud of. Bountiful influence from the soul, making Jesus Christ attractive to all, getting everyone involved in the glory and praise of God. We have to live a life that Jesus will be proud of. That's what Philippians chapter 1 verse 10 says. Making Christ attractive to all, that's what integrity does. Second way to grow, do not conform. It is easy to do what others are doing around you. And that's why the Bible tells us not to conform to the standard and pattern of this world. Once you begin to feel comfortable with a lot of things, then you are fitting in and automatically conforming. Romans 12 verse 2 Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. It takes every intentional muscle not to conform. It can't happen mistakenly. And if you have ever been hurt because you are sincere or honest, then you would understand me better. 3. Build your character by process. Building anything will take a process, and it will start from foundation and a point of contact. We cannot inherit integrity or Christian virtues. We must work them out. It would be an easy thing to do. It would not be an easy thing to do. It will take all we have got, but since it is worth it, then we ought to do it. Romans chapter 5, 3-5 More than that, we rejoice in our suffering. Knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. Why should we have integrity? Simple. God demands it and rewards it. 1 Kings chapter 9, 4-5 And as for you, if you will walk before me as David your father walked, with integrity of heart and uprightness, doing according to all that I have commanded you, and keeping my status and my rules, then I will establish your royal throne over Israel forever. 
as I promised David your father, saying, You shall not lack a man on the throne of Israel. God told Solomon, If you would walk as your, as your father did in integrity, I will do all these. Kai, Genesis 20 verse 5 to 6. Did he not himself say to me, She is my sister, and she herself said, He is my brother. In the integrity of my heart and the innocence of my hands, I have done this. Then God said to him in the dream, Yes, I know that you have done this in the integrity of your heart, and it was because I kept you from sinning against me. Therefore, I did not let you touch her. Abimelech, king of Gera, challenged God when God said, You are a dead man. Because of Abraham's wife that he took, and God clearly told him, I spared you because of your integrity. God will keep us through anything if we have integrity. Proverbs chapter 28 verse 18 Whoever walks in integrity will be delivered, but he who is crooked in his ways will suddenly fall. Suddenly, I like this word in that verse. It will happen without plan. I will tell us two stories. And I trust that you would get the lesson there. One is our private life, and the other is our public life, is about our public life. These are the two tests that we must pass to be on the side of integrity. Story one, private life. A story is told of a man and a young lady who went to buy some goods in a shop. The lady waited in the car, and the man went into the store and the manager gave him a carton of money instead of carton of goods because the manager had hidden the day's savings inside a, a similar carton to disguise the contents since he was planning to go to deposit it at the bank later. The man innocently took the carton of money and left but on getting to his destination he found out that it was money in the carton and not the items he bought. The man quickly returned the carton of money and the manager was excited. The manager asked the man to please wait so he could call the press and take his photo because he wanted them to go viral as an honest man. The man quickly declined and said, You see, I am married and the lady with me is not my wife. This scripture talks about the standard for a man that would work with God. 1 Timothy chapter 3 verse 5 to 7 For if a man can't make his own little family behave, how can he help the whole church? The pastor must not be a new Christian because he might be proud of being chosen so soon. Pride comes before a fall. Satan's downfall is an example. 7. Also, he must be well spoken of by people outside the church, those who aren't Christians, so that Satan can't trap him with many accusations and leave him without freedom to lead his flock. Verse 5 talks about his private life. Story 2 A pastor who usually comes to preach in a part of town on Sundays took a public vehicle on Monday 
to return to his office. He paid his fare and the driver gave him change that was more that was much more than the right amount. The pastor sat down and fumbled the change and looked it over. He counted it like eight to ten times and he could and he thought to himself, it's wonderful how God provides. He realized he was tight that week and this was just about what he would need to break even, at least enough for his lunch. He wrestled with himself all the way down that road that led to his house. Finally, he came to the stop and got up. He couldn't live with himself. He walked up to the driver and said, Here, you gave me too much change. You made a mistake. The driver said, No, it was no mistake. You see, I was in your church last night when you spoke on honesty. And I thought I would put you to test. Fortunately, the pastor passed the test. Do you pass the test when unbelievers look at you and your life and wonder if the gospel is true? It's a convicting question. When we live lives of integrity, opportunities for evangelism and ministry surface. When we don't, those opportunities dry up. It's been said that we may be the only Bible some people have ever read. In other words, people around us often judge the truthfulness of Christianity by its effect in our lives. If they see us as hypocrites, they may not go any further in their investigation of the gospel. Every day we rub shoulders with people who are watching us. Your life demonstrates to them whether Christianity is true or false. They make valid judgments about you by your attitudes and action. Have we made the right choice? Have you made the right choice? In that assignment, have you? If you want to be a person of integrity, it won't happen overnight. But if you don't make a deliberate plan to be a person of integrity, it will never happen at all. You can get to a lot of places without integrity in today's world, even faster. But our lives are not ours to live. We have been bought with a price. And if we are truly Christ, then the result and process should match. Integrity is not reputation. That is others' opinion of us. Integrity is not success. Our accomplishments. Integrity embodies the sum total of our being and our action. Integrity is not something we have or something we are. It inevitably shows itself in what we do and say. Integrity is needed because people are watching us. Will our behavior match our beliefs? Will our character correspond with our confession? God is not looking for an incredible person to use for his purposes. He is looking for a credible one. I love him far better than in days of yore. I will serve him more truly than ever before. I will do as he beats me whatever the cause. I will be a true soldier. I will die at my post. If you truly mean this song, then you can't achieve those lyrics without being a person of integrity. Not the incredible person, but the credible person. Will you die at your post? Whatever the cause, 
Let's pray to God tonight and now. Pray, saying, Father, make me incredible and help me to forsake all my make me credible and help me to forsake all my incredible moves. Help me to live Christ, to live like Christ before I live for Him. Let me forsake my pursuit of reputation, success, of moral standing, and law-abiding tries. Help me to be true to you in the day and night. Help me to take the mercy and accept the help. Pray as you are led. Ask God for grace to practice. Amen. Hallelujah. You've just listened to a podcast by Word and Prayer Network. God bless you. Amen.